Hello and welcome to Interfilm Recommends, a regular podcast for film club leaders to explore excited new titles with their clubs. My name is Michael and as usual I'm joined by Joe. Hello. And this is our first episode of the spring 2018 term where we'll discuss another new DVD release. In today's primary theme podcast we'll be discussing Captain Underpants to celebrate National Storytelling Week which takes place from the 27th of January to the 3rd of February. Captain Underpants is a used certificate. We've got it at 5 plus on the Interfilm catalogue. And it's the story of two imaginative pranksters who hypnotise their strict headmaster into thinking that he is Captain Underpants himself, the hero of a comic strip that they write. That's right. So it's based on a very popular series of children's books. And here's a clip which demonstrates that humour. <laughs> oh. What's this? Why, it's the paperwork to separate you two. <gasps> it's really incredible. I can actually see the end of your friendship. And it ends right here. On this dotted line. George, do something. Put the pin down, Mr. Krupp, or we'll hypnotize you. What? What? You said do something. What is that? Forged from the molten plastic of Shindog, China. In the lowest floor of the darkest basement where only toy prizes dare be made exists the most powerful item ever to be found in the box of frosted sugar doodles. The Hypno Ring. Hypnotize me with that piece of plastic junk. <laughs> Does that really work? What do you think? I got it out of the cereal box. So let's kick off by talking about what you liked about the film, Joe, and why is it good for Storytelling Week? Well, as you know, you can probably imagine with the title like Captain Underpants, it's very, very, very silly. Um, but it's also often very, very funny as well. There's a real brightness to the film and a breeziness to it. It kind of reminded me of being a kid myself and of lying at home and watching cartoons on a Saturday morning. It's got that kind of tone to it. Um, so as we touched on with the story, so you've got these two prank-loving best friends, uh, George and Harold. Yeah, we see them in a flashback get to know each other, become best friends, because right. the whole idea is their humour is so um, connected. They share that sense of humour, and that's right. the, yeah. the entire basis of their friendship. So. Yes, exactly. And Captain Underpants is the hero of the boys' many comic books, and he's a hero whose main power, frankly, is his extreme stupidity. Meanwhile, a new teacher has been hired who calls himself Professor P, who has a secret plan to rid the stool of all laughter. Um, that's mainly due to the fact that people have been bullying him about his name for years. I won't say what his name is here or spoil the film, but um, that becomes part of the story. But like lots of films with a lot of rude humour, and there is a lot of rude humour in this film, there's an underlying sweetness and good-natured spirit to the whole thing, I think, that really kind of sells it to audiences. You know, George and Harold aren't bad kids at all. They're just a bit naughty and they can't resist, you know, you know the odd prank. Um, but one of the reasons why it's good for storytelling week is that, it, that they're able to channel that cheekiness into something creative and positive, which is collaborating with one another on creating these comic books. Yeah, so it really does celebrate creativity and, and the fact that it's based on children's books itself is another reason for uh, why it's so good for storytelling, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've talked a bit about the film's uh, humour. How would you describe the, the tone of the, and pace of the film as well? So 
It feels like it's made by 10-year-old boys, this film, which you may or may not see as a good thing, but it really understands that adolescent sense of humour and the attitude that lots of kids have at that age, you know, that school is the height of purgatory for them, even though it's the place where they see all their friends and they have all their fun. You know, there's a lot of potty humour throughout, but there's also lots of funny sight gags, I think, that keep the adults entertained. Uh, they're integrated quite nicely into the storyline and they aren't presented in the kind of knowingly slightly smug fashion that you often get in children's movies. Yeah, there's a very nice and uh, clever sequence quite early on where uh, we see the two boys going through their school and it's treated like a prison and everyone is right. very dull and dreary and they yeah. they see that they're doing um, everyone a favour and trying to sort of free the school from this yeah. uh, boredom and this, you know, mundanity. And despite all of that rude humour, I think it never patronises its young audience. It really trusts them to engage with the kind of slight subversiveness that the film has. So it's one of those films that's both very stupid and very clever at the same time, I think. Yeah, and also the jokes come uh, sort of ten, ten a minute. They really yeah. are very, very quick. And there's some very, very clever things going on on the screen all the time. Right, absolutely. So they, they, you know, these are the filmmakers with a background in comedy. So the director um, made his name on films like Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think, and kind of slightly older films like that. Uh, you've got people like Kevin Hart in the voice cast, you know, various people from Saturday Night Live. Um, so there's that real kind of pedigree of American humour that finds its way throughout the film, I think. Yeah, absolutely. What about the things that the two youngsters and the audience as well learn throughout the story? Well, it's fair to say that they don't have a great deal of respect for authority um, and also that teachers themselves aren't always presented in the kindest possible light, at least in the first half of the film. But George and Harold do learn important lessons and one of the most important lessons they learn is about what makes a friendship and team really strong. Um, particularly that you know they learn that they don't have to be in the same class in order for their friendship to survive, that you know if a teacher separated them and all of that kind of stuff they can still hang out. And they also learn the importance of empathy for others, particularly other children in their class who may be a bit different from themselves, and teachers as well, who they realise, you know, shock horror, are real human beings with real feelings and emotions, and are not just out to torment them the entire time. There's, I also like that um, one of the messages is about learning to laugh at yourself, which I right. think for... Um, yeah. Uh, young kids particularly or really children and, and teenagers of, of any age um, can be something that's really difficult until right. you until you become an adult and that seems like the people laughing at you seems like the worst thing in the world but if you can learn to sort of laugh at yourself and almost not take things too seriously which yeah this film certainly doesn't then that can be a real uh, strength and a skill yeah I agree and it's very kind of much equal opportunities in who it targets with its humor everybody is a target on this so that you know they're not they're not picking on one particular individual or anything like that it's just the jokes are on everybody yeah and so when they I guess when they become on everybody they're sort of on nobody in you know at the same time yeah because it's very playful yeah exactly well well meaning yes um, and I also think it's a nice uh, celebration of the importance of creativity in young people's development, you know, particularly that the storytelling and the drawing skills and the collaborative skills that George and Harold developed during the film. And what about the style of animation and uh, what other films did that remind you of? Well, it's not the most sophisticated animation in the world. There are some clever touches in it, particularly at the start when you've got these kind of 
comic books themselves come into life and it all looks like it's done with felt tip pens. That's all quite cleverly done. Yeah, and there were other moments. I think they used puppets at one point, don't they? So yeah, they do exactly, flit yeah. in, in and out of um, being creative with yeah. different animation styles. Yes, absolutely. But it, it's not, you know, it's not Pixar, it's not no. Disney, it's not that kind of level of sophistication. But that kind of fits the general tone of the film, I think, and that kind of do-it-yourself spirit that yeah. the characters um, employ. So... Uh, it reminds me a lot of The Simpsons, actually. So, you know, there's a, you know, there's a real spirit of Bart Simpson, in, particularly in Harold and George. Um, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, those kind of things. The Peanuts movie. I really want to recommend a film that we did a podcast on earlier called Zip and Zap and the Marble Dan, which has a lot of that same cheeky humour. That's a Spanish live-action film, but that's set in a boarding stall with these kids who've been a bit badly behaved over the year, and they have to go there, and they have this kind of very scary relationship with their headmaster but that's a film that has a lot in common with this one and i'd also recommend anything that's on our friendship film list that we have on the interfilm website because i think ultimately this is a film about friendship okay that is everything for today's episode do check out our previous podcasts on soundcloud and itunes all of which are accompanied by show notes linking to resources such as film guides film lists blogs and video content if you're also interested in secondary content, we have a new podcast episode available featuring Dunkirk and Detroit. We'll be back with a new episode in February, so tune in then.